It's time to travel with Anita. From across town to around the world, she covers it all. Spanning the globe for more than four decades, Anita has been to over 100 countries and territories and is the host of the Lowell Thomas Bronze Award-winning podcast, Quarter Miles Travel. From load transportation fares to travel insurance concerns, safety to savings, Anita gets you there and back with a smile along the way. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. It's a new year and time to start planning travel. Maybe some place that you've been dreaming about. Now is the perfect time to start making those dreams come true. Enough dreaming. Now is the time to start traveling. And 2022 was a fantastic year of travel for me. I was able to head out to a couple of places that I wanted to travel to and also discover a couple of new things too and do what I like to call learning more about the things that you thought that you already knew. I love that kind of travel because, you know, a lot of times we think, well, I know that place, but we go back and there's something new to learn there. Now, I've asked two of my favorite people who've been on the show before to join me again today for a discussion about travel in 2022 because they've been out there traveling as well. And what's in store for them in 2023? And not only for them, throughout the show, we're going to talk a little bit just about travel trends in general as we move into 2023. So joining me today is my friend Jason Elliott, who's been on the show before, and he is the owner of The Go Generation. And hey, Jason, welcome back to the show. And The Go Generation, I hope you included me in that, because I know... I know you and your friends get together and travel, but you also do some things with folks that are outside of your friend group. Exactly. Yeah. Anyone can be in the Go Generation if you feel that that speaks to who you are. Uh, it's for folks that want to be on the go, essentially. And so, yeah, I'm very excited to be back on the show. And for those uh, who don't know the Go Generation, essentially, it's a travel company where we design tailor-made experiences for discerning travelers all around the world. So that's what I get to do. And you go to some fantastic places. We're going to talk about that in particular, a trip that you recently did with my other guest, Nicole Roberts. And I know you guys know Nicole. She was recently on a show where she and I actually decided to put to the test the debate whether or not millennials and baby boomers travel differently. So that's Nicole Roberts, my niece, but she's also the creative producer of the radio show Travel with Anita, and she's also an executive producer for TV. So Nicole, welcome back to the show. It wasn't that long ago when you and I were cruising around Canada. Hi, I'm so excited to be back on the show. I know I think about that cruise all the time. It's It surprised me. I never thought about a Canadian route before and it was beautiful. I'm glad that we could, could do that together. Do that together. We put a few things to the test and I think we found out that, you know, travel is not so much about generations, uh, you know, whether or not generations travel differently, but just about, you know, the style that you like to travel and maybe pick it up from your family because we had a lot of similarities. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, I think I learned how to travel from you. Maybe that's why we like the same things. <laughs> well, hey, I'm brushing off my shoulders here. I'll take credit for that one. <laughs> but now, Jason, let's jump into this because I know that you planned a really fantastic trip to Mexico. Uh, well, you took some of your friends, Nicole went along with you. So tell me a little bit, share some of those details. Where did you guys go? Where did you stay? What about some of the attractions in the area, some highlights? I want to hear it all from you and Nicole. I had the pleasure of going to Puerto Vallarta earlier this year. 
And Puerto Vallarta, I mean, there are a lot of different places in Mexico uh, that folks can choose. Uh, obviously, like you have the Cancuns of the world, you have the Cabos of the world, but I really like Puerto Vallarta because I feel like it's in, in, in one city, you get a little bit of everything. It's It has that nightlife if you want it, and you go maybe 10 minutes either direction out of the the main thoroughfare or main downtown area, and it's very quiet and peaceful. Um, and that's something that I knew that my friends really wanted in this particular experience. And so we all uh, found this great villa in the uh, Cochachinas area, which is about 10 minutes outside of what is called the Romantic Zone, which is where you'll find a lot of that nightlife. So it was, it was close to the nightlife, but just far away enough to get that kind of calming and relaxed um, environment that we were looking for. And the villa uh, itself is called Villa Amapas, and it's actually on Amapas Beach. And so it was a great time. Uh, the, the villa was overlooking the beach, kind of set aside, and just, just kind of in between the beach and the hills. And so everything about it was great. The service was great. Nicole, what, what did you like about this particular villa? <laughs> so I, I'd say for me, like I've always wanted to, to try the like private villa experience. And I didn't really know what that would mean or involve. I had like ideas in my head. And of course, from producing TV shows, I, I work in reality TV. So we're always sending talent to these places. But I personally had never been. So it just lined up perfectly that I could come on this trip. <laughs> like the villa itself was so stunning. I think for me, just that Spanish style home where you have like the stone floors and the terracotta roof, and then all the walls open. There, it wasn't like windows; the walls open. So it's just kind of open air house that you're like walking down and like descending into because it's built into the side of sort of like um, the mountain landscape there, and it's right on the beach. So you just have a beautiful, stunning view from every area of this villa there's like no bad room in the villa no like bad angle you could sit anywhere and have your sort of like dream experience and what was really nice about uh villa mapas is that i have a really fantastic team there that's um taking care of the house and taking care of the guests when they come and they're very buttoned up they're very nice very accommodating and they just truly made the experience uh like everything that we could have wanted it to be. You could ask them for anything. And they're like, yep, here you go. <laughs> Easy. What's next? You know, uh, does that mean it's an all inclusive experience? I, it can be if you want. So typically when folks book bills and this, this is what we did, the villa staff will essentially curate. You can kind of curate as you go, the menu items, they'll cook everything. And then obviously you'll pay for the groceries and things of that nature for the, the, the cost of those items. So it feels very all-inclusive, mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. So drinks, whatever you'd like, it, it's kind of and they'll, again, they'll make great suggestions. And so that's what we kind of did day to day is that we we each took a turn uh, having our own meeting with the chef. And we're like, hmm, oh, nice. what can we cook up? So we'll come with our ideas and he'll essentially take our ideas and magnify it, so to speak, and, and, and putting his own spin. He was a classic. He is a classically trained uh, chef. So he was very much excited to take our ideas and put his spin on it, um, which which is a great experience. Oh my gosh, you guys have me ready to like run out now and jump on a plane. Speaking of which, how do you get there from the Atlanta area? 
Yeah, there's direct flights on both Southwest and Delta. Uh, So it's a three hour ish flight. And I know that there's definitely direct flights to all other major cities, LA, San Francisco, Denver, uh, Chicago. Uh, So that's one of the great things about Port of Ireland is it is very much accessible um, to many cities in the United States and around the world. So Nicole, it sounds like you don't have to leave the villa. You can just stay there. But were there some other highlights, some other things that you guys did that are highlights? Yes, definitely. Like the, like Jason said, you really can curate your own experience. And the, the team there is really excited to help you do it. They know a lot about the area. And so for us, um, I think each of us had some specific things that we wanted to do, which was the, the fun thing about this group. Everyone's very active and had different interests. So um, there were a few people that went surfing every day. So you could actually set up surf lessons and go to a particular beach, which is not the beach that we were on, but another beach that was like really beautiful, uh, more like a, a locals beach, I would say, with like a, a less people and just a very beautiful view for surfing. Another thing we did, I really wanted to go tequila tasting. So we found a great uh, location for that with the help of Miguel, our house manager. It was uh, a lot of fun. And the gentleman who actually led our tequila tasting was very funny. And we all left with our our nice big bottles of uh, of pure tequila without a lot of added, added sugars and things like that, I guess, that we do when we import them here to the U.S. But, you know, when you do want to leave it, you have options. You know, you can walk somewhere and do something, get on a bus easily and go somewhere and do something. You can, Ubers are prevalent, so you can Uber around. Yeah, lots of great options. It sounds perfect. Like I said, I'm ready to go. We have to stop here and take a break. And when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about some of the things we've done in 2022. I'll share some of my things too. And we'll be right back in a few minutes here on Travel with Anita and Friends. to start planning travel and planning is a part of making travel the best it can be welcome back to travel with anita and friends now today i'm joined with jason elliott and nicole roberts two of my favorite go-to buddies when it comes to traveling because they know a lot about traveling jason is the owner of the go generation a great travel company that can help you plan and get your travel all in order and nicole roberts you guys know her from coming on the show and helping me get the show together she's a creative producer of the show. But let's start by talking a little bit about um, some of the things that you guys did. Now, in the last segment, you shared this fantastic trip to Mexico, but any other places that stand out from your travel in 2022? I know you guys are on the road a little bit more than just Mexico. Um, Yes, I actually had a really great sort of like multi-part trip to Spain. Um, When I'm not here working for Travel with Anita, I'm also producing TV shows and had the chance to go to Spain um, to uh, Mallorca to work on a great show for HBO Max. It's called The Climb and it actually came out January 12th on HBO Max. Definitely check it out. It's a great show. Um, but that was a crazy experience and it was all about rock climbing and 
was very hard on the crew <laughs> since we actually had to sort of climb along with these uh, very experienced climbers. But it was the experience wow. of a lifetime. I loved it. It was a great trip. Wow. Now that is really uh, getting into your work there, <laughs> Nicole. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had to leap off a mountain at one point. It was, kind of, it was a lot. Oh, wow. But you know what? Sometimes travel is about those adventures, you know, uh, finding a new adventure is something that we can come back and say, hey, I did that. I really did that. But Jason, mm-hmm. what about you? Any other great travels in 2022? Yeah, there's two specific trips that kind of rise to the top. Um, I will say I was able to fulfill a, a dream of mine, which is I wanted to take my whole family on a vacation. So uh, I took my family to St. Martin and St. Martin is kind of near and dear to my heart because that's where we used to travel and take vacations as a, as a kid. And it had been so long since uh, my whole family has been back. So I was able to do that in March, which was great. And then more recently I went to South Africa and South Africa is also near and dear to my heart uh, because it's just an amazing country. I could talk six, seven hours about how amazing South Africa is. So I was very uh, fortunate to have the opportunity of going back uh, this year and got a chance to do some of the things that I've already done before, which are just as great as in in some cases feeling it, feeling like you did it for the first time again. So I'm hopefully have the opportunity of going back to both of those places in the future. Well, you know, you guys are both mentioning places that I love, Spain, you know, the Caribbean, I love all the islands there and definitely South Africa is a it's a really unique experience. And especially for us as African-Americans, I think it can feel a little bit like just going back home, you know, touching the homeland there. But now, you know, 2022 and Jason working in the travel industry, I'm sure that you saw it. It's like travel was gearing back up. I mean, people were getting back out there, you know, travel brands were starting to see, you know, people coming back. It wasn't just road trips or people doing staycations, but people were really ready to get out there. So how do you see travel moving into 2023? Uh, now that we are just a couple of weeks into the year, do you foresee any changes in travel for 2023? And if so, what, what changes are you anticipating? Mm, so on the on the business side of the house, um, and I think independent of travel, we've seen this like globally, which is you know inflation. So one of the biggest things that I that I'm monitoring um, with our guests and some of the requests that we receive are, are just pricing. So we are seeing higher pricing for experiences globally, uh, but you know for for some people. Uh, they've saved up you know, when we were on, you know, on lockdown during COVID. Um, and so they're, they are willing to pay the higher prices uh, for these services, hotels, et cetera. So that's one thing that I'm keeping the pulse on is just uh, the pricing and, and the various different inflation as it hits different markets. Um, another thing that, that I'm seeing is, and we're seeing across the board, is that folks are taking longer trips. So they're, they're taking longer trips and they're blending work and pleasure because most folks now where a lot of folks have remote work policies. Uh, And so they're taking advantage of that. So they're, you know, working um, uh, in really nice destinations for long periods of time. And so they're blending work and pleasure. Uh, So I think that that will continue into 2023, which is great. Yeah, you know, that is really, really true. You know, and even, you know, at the sort of the end of the pandemic and things were kind of gearing back up, even in 2021, you were starting to see some places even offering for people to come and do, you know, the work from home or the work from that destination. So, Nicole, with business travel that you do, how are you seeing 2023? I mean, are you looking at maybe um, doing something like what Jason just mentioned, where you can work from wherever you are and just having that as part of your plan? 
So I think for me, um, kind of the ability to do that is, is over a little bit now that um, a lot of the companies are able to shoot again and a, a lot of the offices are open. I think uh, many companies are like, okay, <laughs> you guys need to come back to the office. Mm-hmm. No more, not quite as much remote working and any remote working that we're do going to be able to do feels a little bit more like, okay, you can work from home for a couple of days and then come to the office the other three days of the week. So I don't know that there'll be quite as many opportunities to do that. But what I am excited about since, since all the, um, things are sort of like opening up a little bit for actual shoots to happen in the ways that they were before. Now, hopefully I'll get to travel even more for work like I used to. As the listeners may remember, I worked on a show um, in Mexico City and got to go and live there for a period of time. So, and now I haven't gone to Spain earlier this year to do that shoot. I'm just looking forward to hopefully getting to do more of that kind of thing and have those really cool experiences. Well, let me ask you about this because uh, both of you about this too, about how you feel about, you know, what we're hearing now with COVID trying to jump back in the picture. We've had enough of that and it affecting travel because travel was really, in all aspects of it, was really affected by COVID. Any thoughts on that, Jason? Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those things that just like the weather and the wind and et cetera, is one of those things that we're going to have to account for as we make our travel plans moving forward. And so uh, the one thing I tell our guests is just to remain flexible. Things will always change just like anything else. And so making sure that you have the right plans in place should something happen uh, is really, really important. So it's just another thing to add to your travel to-do list as you prepare uh, to jet around the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a good time also to to think about those things, but also to really look at some of the places that are trending that you can go, because some places do have more of a lockdown um, as related to the pandemic still, and some places are pretty open. So any trending or any places that you're thinking about going in 2023, Nicole? That's a great question. I was actually telling Jason this. I would love to go to Greece for my birthday. And so just trying to figure out if that's possible and where to go. I also, similar to Jason, have aspirations to to take my family on a trip, Anita. (laughs) (laughs) So I would really love to um, go to Tuscany and just sort of travel around Italy as well. I know we talked about doing that in 2019 and trying to set that trip up for 2020 and we didn't get to do it. So that's still top of mind as well. So hopefully those two areas will find a way to to get over there this year. Well, I have my fingers crossed, especially for that family trip. Now, Jason, as we come down to the end of this segment, uh, from the business perspective, are you seeing any places already that are trending for 2023 that we need to put Mm -hmm. on our list? I will say like the Staples Europe is extremely popular, specifically Italy. Italy is one of our most requested destinations, just period, as well as we're seeing a lot of requests for Japan and, uh, Asian countries, which is always fun. And then uh, uh, my favorite place, one of my favorite places, definitely South Africa. So very excited that folks have those three places that are on their top of on the top of their travel hit list. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you guys are mentioning some places, too, where I want to go. I mean, on my list, I want to go to Botswana. I've never been there. It's like I've got to get to Botswana. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but uh, maybe, Jason, you can start planning me a trip there. And Uh. then (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would definitely love to do that. And Greece, Nicole, I am actually looking at uh, possibly going to Greece uh, within the first part of the first part of the year. But, oh, uh, yeah, I have my fingers crossed. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to travel, buddy. 
<laughs> I know. I, well, I always need a travel buddy. Always, always. But now we've come down to the end of this segment. So let's stop, take a break. And when we come back here on Travel with Anita, we will continue to talk about travel in 2023. Back in a moment. favorite travel brand has its benefits and they can pay off pretty well too so who are your favorite travel brands welcome back to travel with anita and friends now i'm here with jason elliott who is the owner of the go generation and nicole roberts who you guys know very well from the show she is a creative producer of the show but also she does some executive producing of tv shows so she gets a chance to go and stay in all of these uh hotels and uh, car rentals and what else, Nicole? Airlines, all of those things that you maybe are creating some loyalty to some of those. Any favorite brands that you have? Oh my goodness. Uh, well, when it comes to, <laughs> yeah, it's a long list. I actually used to book travel for the cruise in my early days in the industry. So we were uh, very loyal to like Enterprise, for example, was our like go-to car place. They knew all of us across the country because we traveled so much for one of my shows that I was on. Um, All the Marriott hotels, of course, like I I would say those, those are some of the big ones. And I think now that I'm getting to travel a little bit more for myself personally, I'm trying to like really figure out what my personal favorite brand should be. I definitely gotten uh, hooked on on Delta as far as flying and racking up my miles. Well, you know, the fact that you mentioned Delta, I have to jump in on that one because that that is my airline of choice. And I have found through the years that sticking with Delta, I mean, if I have to fly other airlines, I'm, you know, not not shading any other airlines, but sticking with, you know, Delta has allowed me to really accumulate a bunch of miles. And those miles really do add up to some nice perks here and there, uh, like upgrades and things like that, or, you know, boarding, you know, uh, pretty soon as well uh, when the boarding starts. So definitely, definitely there's something to that. Now, Jason, what about you? Because I know you probably work with a lot of different brands uh, as you were planning travel for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say for me personally, I I, I really like Marriott Bond. Boy, it's just it's I believe the largest collection of hotels worldwide, and it makes it really convenient when you travel to uh, very far flung destinations. And if you find a Marriott property or Marriott brand, you know that it's going to have that Marriott service, so to speak. Uh, and that's what I appreciate: it's the consistency and the variety of the brands that they have. But uh, another one of my favorite, I also like the very boutique uh, luxury brands as well. Like one brand I've been fa- I've fallen in love with is the Rosewood uh, Hotels. Uh, the level service at Rosewood is just a match. It's gorgeous, gorgeous properties, great people and great food. So that's what I really enjoy on the boutique side of the house. How do we get the most from these loyalty programs? Any tips for the listeners on that? I will say what we see now is from the loyalty programs is there's a lot of cross-pollination. So for example, Delta just started a partnership with Starbucks where when you go get your coffee and you use your Starbucks app or card, you can earn Delta miles mm-hmm. and vice versa. So being able to take a look at whatever program you choose and see where you can earn miles in the, the things that you do every day, whether it's grocery shopping or buying tickets to sporting events, there are multiple different ways to accrue points, which you 
can use for that fun travel experience that you have on your list. You know, Jason, that is such a really, really good point. And, you know, I also uh, encourage people to just join all of the lawyer programs, because when you travel, you're going to buy groceries sometimes, you're going to the drugstore. So joining all of those loyalty programs, you know, that you use at home, you can also use when you travel and you are just racking up those points and those miles are, you know, whatever the case might be. Uh, so Nicole, any tips that, that you have? I just learned something new. I'm like, thank you for this like, Starbucks Delta tip, because I didn't even yeah. know I'm going to be doing that. I, I know we Starbucks. love our Starbucks. Almost daily. Thank you, Jason. I Really applying that. But no, I, I do the same thing um, that you're talking about. I'm just like signing up for everything. If there's a place that I frequent, just joining their loyalty program, it just makes sense. And it, it's definitely true, especially if you're going and staying somewhere for an ex- extended period of time, like over a week or so, like you're going to find yourself grocery shopping or, you know, going to Starbucks after you've explored explored every other local coffee shop, you know, you're going to fall into some of your regular routines. So just keeping up with, with all of those programs, I think is a great way. You are always surprised when you see how you have accumulated the points and the miles. But now, are there any kind of uh, special kind of things around car rentals? Um, I find that to be a good loyalty program too, to join. I think car rentals, I found the value of getting car rental discounts through other membership programs. So whether it may be Costco travel or USAA, they all offer really great discounts on on car rentals. Um, And usually they might include an upgrade or um, some other added perks. Um, And so I've found that the partnerships between uh, outside programs and car rentals have been quite uh, valuable for me uh, when I've needed to rent a car in, in various different cities. But that's a really good point, too, that you brought up there about, you know, other programs like Costco or like Sam's, or like some of the other programs and, and membership groups that we can join also have some benefits that filter over into travel and other things that we do. So great point. Great point. Now, what about credit cards? So either of you have like a credit card that you're using that is building up some loyalty points and things like that. Yeah, I need to um, to get one that gives me more points. Um, that's something I was thinking about recently, actually, but I, I wanted to give one more plug on the on the car side of things. You oh, said cars, and it made me think about um, AAA. You can also get a lot of discounts when you're traveling through your AAA membership. And I feel like a lot of drivers have AAA. But yeah, you, a lot of times you can get discounts at hotels, discounts on car rentals. There are a lot of AAA benefits too. Oh, that is an excellent tip. An excellent tip. Because again, that's another membership group that we can join that, you know, you kind of say, well, okay, I'll join that. But when you look at it, there are lots and lots of benefits there. So I, I'm pretty loyal to American Express uh, and I accrue uh, American Express points, which is great because as you use your credit card for the daily things that you do, even paying bills, et cetera, uh, you get these points, but then what's the great part about the Amex points is that you can use them, you can transfer them into various different accounts that you might have with airlines, hotels, et cetera. So I've transferred my points into my Delta SkyMiles account to use for flights to South Africa. And so that's what I think at the end of the day, when it comes to loyalty programs, car rentals, all of that, it's understanding the cross-pollinization of all these different programs. And there really is a formula uh, for everyone where you can accrue the points that you want to go where you like uh, around the world. 
You know, that is so true. I am a firm believer in that. And you you hit on something, Jason, that I do, that my husband and I do. And that is we use our credit cards also to pay bills. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some people have said, well, you're creating a bill by using the credit card to pay the bill. I'm like, yeah, but I'm also getting lots of points and miles. Now, Jason, are there any hotel properties that we should be watching? Anything new coming out? you have any uh, kind of insider information on anything new coming out? Yeah, so there are two that I am very excited about. And so when I get excited about hotels, I look at the uniqueness of the the location and the uniqueness of the property. And the two that come to mind, there's one in uh, South Africa that will be opening next year called the Homestead. And the Homestead is it's a 12 suite lodge located in the Nambiti Reserve in South South Africa. And it's the one thing I like about it is that it's very, very eco-conscious. So they're thinking about uh, how they're sourcing all their different materials, food, because they're in the the bush. So how are they going to get uh, and create a very unique experience for guests in the bush? And so that's one of the properties I'm really excited about. The other property is in Saudi Arabia. And the cool thing about Saudi Arabia is they've been investing quite a bit of money to uh, attract travelers from all around the world. And so the property is called Banyan Tree Al Ula, and it's set out in the desert in Saudi Arabia. And the beautiful thing is it's a luxury kind of tent experience um, that is actually, I believe it's open now, but uh, that's that's another property in a place that I've never been to, but I could definitely put it on my list for 2023. Well, I used to go to Saudi Arabia during my Pan Am days, so it would be very interesting to go back now. And I, I, I think that there would have been some some adjustments to the experience that especially a woman would have uh, in visiting Saudi Arabia. So thank you so much for sharing those two. I, I was making a note <laughs> so that I could check those out in 2023 as well. And we've come down to the end of this segment. This show is going fast, guys. Uh, we've come down to the end of the segment, but we'll be back with more travel information for 2023 on Travel with Anita and Friends. based on a bucket list or do you love to revisit your favorite places from time to time what's your travel style welcome back to travel with anita and friends i have nicole robinson jason elliott on the mic with me today and we've been talking about our travel from 2022 and moving into 2023 and we are kind of a little bit planning some of the things that we want to do but hopefully we are inspiring you as well i want you all to you know tell me where are you all planning to travel maybe you can go over to my facebook page Travel with Anita. Let me know where are some of the places you all are wanting to go. Uh, let's talk a little bit about styles of travel. Are you guys bucket list travelers where you have a list and you're kind of checking things off? And do you call it a bucket list? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I guess I do have a bucket list. Yes. But I think I just kind of um, get inspired by the moment and where I can go. A lot of times it's, it comes out of a conversation with friends, <laughs> like our trip to Puerto Vallarta is like, hey, what are you doing? Let's go. Or when you called me about Canada, you're like, what are you doing? I know you just wrapped up working on something 
let's go to Canada. I was like, okay. But that's usually kind of how most of my trips happen. Um, but I want to be more intentional, I would say, from for for the next decade of, of my life. I feel like I'm entering a new era. And in this new era, I want to be more intentional about my travel plans so I can really check off some of the places that I've dreamed of going. I've gotten to go some incredible places so far in my life. But um, yeah, it's time to, to add to that. And what about you, Jason? Does the bucket list kind of uh, describe how you travel? I'm not quite a bucket list traveler. I would describe my travel style as, as, as it doesn't sound sexy, but it actually makes sense. I call myself a very goals and objectives based traveler, meaning uh, I think about if I want to take a trip, what is my goal and what are my objectives? Because if you think about it this way, if you're investing money on a trip, you're going to want your goals and objectives to be met by that by the time that that trip is over. And so I pick my places and experiences based on those goals and objectives. Um, and it suits me well. But let's talk about some of the the trending uh, travel concepts that that you're kind of hearing about. What about slow travel? You guys familiar with that? Jason, have you heard people referring to slow travel? Yeah, um, definitely. I, I have. I'm familiar with the concept. Um, and it's definitely something that uh, is easier said than done. And it takes a bit of time. It's like literally it falls into whole kind of slowing down, being mindful, at least that's my perspective of. And that's what yeah. I've, you know, I'm talking with my friends about. And that that for, for folks, depending on your travel style, may be a little bit difficult to do of slowing things down um, and really being present kind of where you are. Um, it's definitely a, a skill. Yeah, you know, and along those same lines, you know, I've heard people say with slow, you know, with slow travel, they're going to go and work on a farm or go and do some volunteer work or almost sounds kind of Peace Corps like with some of the things that I I hear people describing. What about you? Question, does that mean that you're giving more time to your trip too? Are are people who do slow travel, are they traveling for like a month or something so they can do all these things? I've heard both. So I've heard people saying that the slow travel means they're slowing down and getting more involved and having more of an experience where they travel. Uh, and also, yeah, taking more time. What about you, Jason? Is that what you've heard as well? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's maybe some of the difficulty because if you think about it, if you only have a week, travel is very uh, involved. So it, it takes a lot to get there. And then you got to switch switch your brain and switch your method of thinking to slow things down. And you only have so much time to do that before you have to get on the plane and go back home and go back to work. So uh, it, I guess folks can do it within a week, but I've heard most folks uh, doing it more than a week, you know, a month or a couple months at a time. And that getting that time away is definitely difficult. It is. It's like you become a nomad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit because there's so much talk about sustainable travel and eco-friendly travel. And I'm kind of combining those uh, two together there. But what are your thoughts on that? How would you define that? Is is there a definition for this? Well, that that's the whole thing is that there are a lot of definitions that are out there about it. It's such a catchphrase now that I wonder if people are really defining it or is it just a catchphrase? Uh, because in my mind, sustainable travel means several different things. It means that not only are you looking at sustaining sort of the possibility that future generations can travel there, but also too, what about the communities? Because there are some communities that depend solely on travel. So you're also wanting to sustain the community and sustain travel going there. Like I was in Churchill, uh, Manitoba, Canada, a couple of months ago. You want to also sustain the habitat 
for the polar bear. So how do you match that with sustaining the community so that they have the economic uh, impact of having, you know, tourists come to, you know, to the city? So I think that's one of the things that's really getting the conversation going around sustainable travel. Mm, I see. I will say for me when I travel, yeah, I think I have like two different things I like to do. Like I do like to be a little touristy and go around and see the area and make sure I've seen all the sites, but that's usually like a day or two. And the rest of my time, I do usually like to live a little bit more like a local and kind of like if I'm going out, like that was one thing we talked about with the tequila tasting, for example, that I mentioned earlier, we went to, we didn't want to go to the one like downtown that was like a little more touristy. We wanted to go to one that was like in an area that was hard to get to where the tequila was made by people in the community versus sort of like on a big farm somewhere, something like that. We we really wanted to have more of that um, experience with the culture. So uh, I do like to try to find ways to make sure that I'm, if I'm doing something, I'm actually going to the people who live there and sort of know the traditions and the culture so that I'm also learning something about the place I'm going to versus just sort of touring around, if that makes sense. So I would say that sustainable travel and thinking about it that way does, does mean a lot to me. I do think it's important. Yeah. Yeah, and you hit on a really good point there, too, that, you know, when you go to the non-touristy places where you're going, you're working with the locals, you're going to a farm or maybe you're going to, you know, a restaurant that's more of what the locals go to. You are then also helping with the sustainability of those communities by supporting them uh, economically. So, Jason? Mm-hmm. that This is a, a really big topic. And to your point, it it could be financial sustainability, environmental sustainability. And so the one thing that I know at the Go Generation that we really care about is understanding the financial impact of our travelers and the business, more so business ethics of our suppliers that we work with globally. Um, and we have a great uh, local um, office and operator specifically in Thailand that we work with that gives us sustainability reports. So we know for specific experiences, uh, which which experiences, whether it may be certain tours, et cetera, are meet our standards when it comes to sustainability, whether it be, if it's a food tour, what are you doing with food waste? Um, from the financial part, what is the dollar? What does, you know, the money, how is that circulated amongst the folks that our guests are interacting with? And more importantly, um, what is the impact on the environment? And so Oddly enough, I wouldn't say oddly enough, because we're all becoming more conscious around sustainability. Guests are asking these things before they are actually booking their trip. So it's important for us to be able to speak to that based on their interest in understanding the sustainability aspects of their their journey. You know, and, you know, this whole conversation is really uh, what I want to focus on uh, as I move into 2023 with my radio show and the places that I go and cover, uh, because I do get, I'm fortunate that I get the opportunity to travel and go to different destinations and come back and produce radio shows about it. And that's one of the things that I think is going to be top of my list is to, you know, really define for Travel with Anita, you know, what we consider to be sustainable or eco-friendly or, you know, those type things. And that we are meeting that not only with the travel itself also, but also like travel products. You know, are we choosing things that recycle or are we contributing to more trash and garbage that's ending up in the oceans? So just looking at, you know, at all of that. But now all good things must come to an end, you guys. We're down to the end of the show. So Jason, how can people find out how they can start traveling with you? Because I know you've got some great plans ready for 2023 and we may need to jump on board with you. Folks can uh, reach out to us on our website, www.thego, that is T-H-E-G-O, generation, 
thegogeneration.com. Altogether, that's thegogeneration.com. And are you on social media? Can we follow you there? Sure. We are on Instagram. So if you just go to Instagram, we're the Go Generation on Instagram, and you can check out some of our uh, photos from around the world, some submitted from our guests. Uh, those photos are such an inspiration. And Nicole, how can we keep up with you? Because, uh, hey, I know you're going to be all over the place with those uh, TV shows filming here, there and everywhere. Yes. So just so you can find me on my Instagram, I'm not quite as um, diligent with posting as we are with the Travel with Anita page, but you can find me at Nikki Days. That's N-I-K-K-I-D-A-Z-E, Nikki Days on Instagram. And so I will put, I usually put updates on there when any of the shows are coming out. Um, so you, you can always find not only um, details for when it's coming, but also some behind the scenes imagery that I like to post too from what it took to actually make those shows. Thank you both of you for joining me today. And thank you all for listening today. And I'll be back in two weeks with more great travel tips and destinations. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Travel with Anita. For more, log on to her website, travelwithanita2ends.com and look for her award-winning podcast, Quarter Miles Travel, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Anita will be back in two weeks with another exciting adventure for you and your travel buddies. So keep those passports updated and remember to always travel safe and travel smart. Right, Jack? Up, up, up.